People who feel the need to tell you that wrestling isn't real clearly don't watch wrestling because the show features an undead wizard, leprechauns, uh, an evil group of male cheerleaders. This show does not pretend to be an athletic competition. Instead, it's a TV show about a wrestling show. It has more in common with Game of Thrones than it does with UFC. Geek Generation. I am your host, Rob Logan, and we have a full house in the studio today. Joining me is Anna. Hello. Matt West. Hey there. And Paulo. You know what you do. Ooh, that's a repeat already. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might just be your catchphrase from now on. Oh, okay. You know what you do. Yeah, stick yeah. stick with it. Pretend you did it on purpose. Yeah. Everyone's still going to be wondering what it is you actually did mm-hmm. from week to week. Yeah. Uh, so let's do a few things before we get into the bulk of the show. The first, just to quickly address it. Yes, we have missed a couple shows uh, over the last two months or so. Some just unavoidable circumstances, some because we're busy and we're working on other things, which I'll get into in a minute. Uh, I do want everyone to know how seriously I take that. <laughs> I know we're, we're not really on the line for any sort of like if we miss a week or something, we're going to be punished. I don't know. Uh, but I have a certain responsibility to the audience where I get really stressed out. These guys know if we are going to miss a week, I feel like we need to put something out every Monday. So if we do miss a show, it is not taken lightly. But one of the reasons that we have missed a couple shows recently is because I'm actually working on producing more content for you guys. So the ones that we're missing here and there are actually going to yield more stuff in the future uh, because I haven't said it on the show yet. But we are starting a second podcast. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Which means more work for me, but it's something that I'm really excited about and something that I really wanted to do. Uh, sometimes I do feel like doing this show can be a chore at times if I'm not super pumped about it, but starting up the second show has kind of like rejuvenated me in a little bit. It'll basically be a, uh, think about like a book club where you read a book and you get together and you talk about it. It's going to be that, but for movies. So, uh, the geek generation will continue to release every Monday. And then later on in the week, we will release that second podcast that has yet to be titled and sent out there and everything. Uh, but the first two episodes of that are done already. And as soon as I get two more done and we kind of have a, a bank rolling and stuff, we will start putting those out on probably Wednesday or Thursday of every week. We'll let you guys know what movie we're going to watch the next week so that you have a week to watch it. And then the episodes are kind of averaging around a half hour right now. So it's a nice little uh, not super long, but still uh, long enough to enjoy a conversation about it. And my guests will change every single time the movie choice is there. So I'm watching all sorts of stuff that I would not normally watch. Right, Anna? Absolutely. <laughs> Anna's taking this opportunity to troll me with horror movies. Because <laughs> she knows I, I don't watch them. So 
Uh, the first few episodes that we've done already are on Pitch Perfect. Uh, we did one on Star Trek First Contact. Anne is going to be making me watch John Carpenter's The Thing. Don't say it that way. Make me watch John it's Carpenter's so The good. Thing. The 1982 The Thing. Come on. Such yeah. a classic. Come that on. Good. And uh, someone else is going to have me watch, uh, well, I've already seen it, but Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. So you can see already the diversity of the movies that we're going to be hitting and talking to different people for different reasons about them. And I hope people will enjoy that. I am hoping to get that out within the month. Don't hold me to that, but that is my goal. He's eyeballing me as he says this. I will come <laughs> over. I will. It's okay. I can, I'll make it. I, I can go to you, too. Okay. I mean, I have the portable setup. That's That's, that's part of it. That that's way people true. don't have to come to me. That's right. Uh, also, some upcoming dates. I'm going to be all over the place in the next couple months as far as cons go. So if you guys are going to be at any of these conventions and see me there, make sure to say hi. I will be doing some things at different conventions. Uh, Anime Boston is from April 3rd to 5th. I'll be taking photos that weekend, and I will also be in costume as Batman on the Saturday, uh, apparently going around with a group of DC cosplayers, so I will not be by myself. The South Coast Toy and Comic Show is April 12th. It's actually April 11th and 12th. I'll be there on the 12th. Uh, to moderate a drawing panel with Hasbro artist and friend of the show, Roger Andrews. That'll be awesome. I'll let you guys know the time when I know. I will be at the Bangor Comic and Toy Convention in Bangor, Maine, from April 24th to 26th, past show guest. And a friend of mine, Ryu Lavitz, was invited as a cosplay guest for that. So I will be there with her, and I will be moderating three to four panels with her at that show as well. And I will put those times up when I know them. And lastly, Wizard World Philadelphia. I will be at May 8th through 10th. I don't know how many days I'll be there, but I will be there taking photos while I am. So this is like the mini Geek Generation contour <laughs> coming up real soon. All up in that booty. All up. But we have so much stuff to talk about this week. So let's get right into the geek outs. Yay! And up. Oh, I'm going first. Broken record, The Walking Dead. <laughs> sorry, Yo. sorry, but um, it's no, okay. it's so good, and it's falling right in line with the comic books right now. So actually, like, you know, I tend to do, it's like I don't just geek out about, like, one part. I, like, you know, my whole life dives into it. So what I've been doing, well, what I did last Sunday, um, just for funsies, while I was exercising, I put in the, the pilot. Oh, and I watched jumping the back. pilot. Oh, wow. And it was it's just like so good. I'm like, oh, it's like a little mini movie. I mean, I think it was a little longer than an hour. I think mm. it was like an yeah. I think without commercials it was an hour or like 55 minutes or whatever but with no commercials and it's just so amazing and it was really interesting because I haven't gone back to rewatch them at all. I've read the comics like three times, but I haven't gone back and watched this show. So it was really neat to see what Rick was like. You know, he's like, he didn't even want to kill a zombie at first, you <laughs> yeah. know, and like even the zombies themselves are like fresher. Like they've slowly mm -hmm. been decomposing through the seasons and you don't really think about watching that happen. I mean, right. the bicycle girl was pretty messed up in the yeah. first one, but the bulk of the zombies were just like gray faced with a couple of small wounds. They were like fresher and they were faster. I've seen that. Episode. I know you have. <laughs> I know. And it's just so good. Like, it, and I think I, I ended up watching the second episode too, like right after that. And then like, just to see Glenn, Glenn looked like a baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was so like young. so little. <laughs> But just as good, you know, I mean, they're they're evolving, but they were good right from the start. Like, it's just so cool. So then, obviously, because I'm insane, I had to go back and then I wanted to read the beginning of the comic to compare that to the beginning of the show <laughs> to see how closely they lined up, which was almost exact. And then they strayed really far from the comic. Um, but now they're really coming back to it. And I have a theory 
because most AMC shows go seven seasons. I think The Walking Dead's only going to go seven seasons. Really? I do. I think they're going to wrap it up at the point where I think they're going to wrap it up because the comic books give them an out. Mm -hmm. And I think that is what this new show is all about. I think they're trying to keep their money rolling in, Mm -hmm. but I think they're going to wrap up the original Walking Dead series. Interesting theory. That is my theory. Because they're just falling right into the comic where they strayed so far from it, and now they're going right into it. Hmm. And if they keep on that path, they're not really going to have much of a choice but to get out because they're going to catch up with the comic. Sure. Without uh, spoiling it for anybody who hasn't seen it, was the revolving door scene not just like so tense and so amazing? It was incredible. I was like literally like realized that I was white knuckled. I realized at the end, I was like, why am I hands? Yeah. Because I was gripping the edge of the, the, the seat. It was great. Dramatically, I think it was, I, I guess I could spoil something from season four. I yeah. think that's <laughs> safe. Yeah, that's fair okay. game. I think so that's safe. Dramatically and emotionally, I think it was really on par with Herschel's death. Mm. You oh, know, yeah, it yeah, hit absolutely. you, it hit you like, yeah. oh shit. Kind of, you know what I mean? Like, it was more than just like, oh, guy gets bit. Like, it was like, oh, my God. Yeah. You know, you thought about it for like days. Because there were stakes. There were like the, the the investment of the survivors coming to Alexandria and then learning that these people are like not the same as them. And then yet having them invest their time and energy into something and then learning that these people are actually not worth that time and energy. And then you feel all like I yelled at the TV. I was like, you fucking asshole. What the fuck? And I was like, and then like Glenn came out and I'm like, do that motherfucker right now. Yeah. 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 It was definitely a big moment like through, I mean, like I said, right on par with like Herschel, just because, I don't know, made you, it made you feel things. And Carol too. Holy Carol's shit! Such Carol, such a badass. Carol. Carol. Carol went from like victim to hero to fucking supervillain real quick. <laughs> I don't think so. I've been arguing with my mother about this. I don't think so. Like I she think went, she's like she went off the deep end. She's like, no. you know what we have to do. We have to kill him. We have to kill him. It's like, no, no, wait, hold on. Okay. Well, they do. There's like 40 people there. What are you going to do? Just like shun him? Be like, you have to go in that house over there and go live over there. I mean, it's like a small community. Like, what are you going to do? Rick's beard is shaved off, but he's like, yeah. He's like, I was going to do that anyway. (laughs) Let's fucking do it. (laughs) So good. I got like flashbacks of like Riddick. You know, like you, you keep what you kill, kind of thing. Well, like with the, with the, with the, 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 the woman and the whole thing that he has, and I was like, holy shit. He's- yeah, but think <laughs> about the whole Shane situation. Yeah. Um, hello, same deal, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, besides the wife beating part of it, that was but less savage, that, but it was about on. But par. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like he totally was the husband before and pissed yeah. at Shane and killed him and then you know so it's yeah. kind of interesting that you're now you're like what are you doing Rick what, what, and it was Carol who was the victim of an abusive husband so yeah. that was something we were see aware that's of. why I understand yeah. why she's why like she we have to kill, to kill him. Yeah, she's exa- been there in those shoes exactly and, she and the knows- logic of it says that okay Carol should have that mentality because she's been a victim right I mean we're in this new world you put those two together why not right. but then you hear it and then you're like holy shit so <laughs> like I said you have this little tiny society so think about it like in, in the society we live in 
now, what do you do in that situation? You get a restraining order against yeah. those people, and that and the cops have to keep that mm-hmm. man away from that family. Mm-hmm. How do you do that in a tiny little community? It's like three blocks yeah. with forty people. You can't. It's, I think that just speaks to like the quality of the storytelling in the in the show. You know, you have these survivors who have been to the extreme, and then you have these people in this closed off community who are. Like, I guess you could almost say, like, these these people are, like, season two survivors. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And so, like, you have this, like, contrast in philosophy. And it's like, how do you how do you reach a middle ground? And maybe you don't reach a middle ground. Maybe you just escalate until you get to a point where everybody's not comfortable but surviving. And I think that's kind of, like, the theme this season is surviving. So... On next week's episode of the Talking Dead After Show, <laughs> we're not the Talking Dead because that's Chris Hardwick. We're like, well, we're the, we're the Talking the, Dead After Show. The Talking, the after yeah. after the Talking the after, after the another after Talking show. show. Yeah, yeah, it's just that good though. It's just so unbelievable. Yeah. And I don't even like really watch television. You know what I mean? So it's not like I I do this for anything yeah. else. It's like I'm that's so, their new slogan, by the way. It's not television. It's the Walking Dead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's different. It's like a lifestyle. <laughs> I don't know. But it was really cool going back and reading the comic books again and, you know, for like a fourth time and then walking, watching the pilot again. It was like very cool. And the comic books, you can't put them down. So I have like my compendium one and then I have like little volumes after that that's caught up. So I read like the whole compendium one because <laughs> I'm like, I'm just going to read the first few pages. <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. So this is really quick and funny, but um. So last time we did the review, the Amazon Echo. Yes, which is not hooked up right now because we have a full house. So. Right. There's no microphones left for her. <laughs> right, right. But um, so I get home and I like immediately told my husband about it. And he was sitting at the kitchen table on his laptop. And I'm like, we had this thing. It was so cool. And we were asking questions. And he ordered it before I finished my story. <laughs> so he was like buying this, like just from me barely talking about it. He's like, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. We're buying that. Didn't so, even hear like an example of it or anything. No, just... no. He was just like, hey, you can get it for $99 purchase. Like, so that's awesome. So we're getting one. The only bummer is it's not coming till July. They're right, not they're right. not shipping it for a while. But he was like, he's like, should we still get it? And I'm like, well, yeah, it'll be like a super surprise in July. Like, we'll forget all about it. And then it'll come and we'll be like, what did we buy? Right. And then we'll, well when it I went to order it, it was signing up for an invite to buy. Yeah, it. that's what he did. Oh, on okay. the, Yeah. When he was on the laptop, he didn't actually buy it because he couldn't. But he signed up for the invite. Before right. Finished right. My story. Yeah. So I think he like you know, Googled it like while I was talking and then like just absorbed all of that at once. It was like, <laughs> click. <laughs> like, yes, please. Yeah. So that I still use it all the time. Well, we're, we're definitely excited about like the grocery store aspect of it. That's too, the because, biggest thing. Yeah. I use, yeah. And especially with two people, because mm-hmm. it'll be like, are you going to the store or I'm going to the store? One of us has a list. The other person ends up at the store. Right. Whereas if we both have the app, we both have it on the phone be like, I'm going to Walmart. I'll get the stuff. And you both have the list and you can just add things <laughs> physically on the app. Too. Right. So because right. I always have to text him and wait and be like, do you need anything at Walmart? But like if he's adding things during the day as he thinks about them all the time, then mm-hmm. I'll just have them in my phone. Just make sure you're not both shopping at the same time and you're good. Yeah, we don't do that. <laughs> we do check in because we like hate, you know, because then we come home, we have like three gallons of milk and we're right. like, shit, Although we got to drink so much milk now. It would be funny <laughs> if in real time you're both shopping and things are just vanishing off the other person's off list. The list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, I got the carrots, you get the garlic. Yeah, I don't know. But so I'm pretty excited about it. And the music, too, because like I was listening to it the other day 
and like I listen to the music a lot when I cook mm -hmm. and then your hands are like covered in like raw chicken yes and you have to pause your music and yep. you can't you know what I mean so you gotta like wash your hands then pause your music so like Mike came in he was on the phone with his mother and he asked me to turn it down but I'm covered in raw meat so right. like you know it's gonna be really <laughs> nice to just be able to kind of turn it on and off like as I'm cooking really easily speaking of the walking dead I'm covered in raw meat I'm covered in raw meat <laughs> I get really into it guys I told you I get like really absorbed into the <laughs> turn down the music look at me <laughs> I'm covered in blood. Yeah, so. I was just excited with like, you can have it tell you knock, knock jokes. You guys are all like, here's the, here's the awesome things that it does. And I'm wow. There's great Easter eggs. What's, what's the meaning of life, the universe and everything. Right. right. <laughs> I think it's cool. And then the other thing is um, I'm going to try to start uh, whittling. Oh mm. yeah. I'm going to, I mean, I used to, I sculpted in college a lot and um, my, I, this guy at work, he makes pens out of wood and they're amazing they're like so awesome he makes them by hand he hand sands them all wow. they're like like 50 dollar like really nice handmade pens hmm. and so he gave me like stacks of wood that he didn't want to use he like <laughs> piled them in my jeep and i'm like oh so i'm gonna make things now <laughs> so i'm gonna try because my neighbor growing up um used to carve little birds out of wood mm -hmm. so i have like a bunch and he's passed away now so like now i have all this wood and i used to be an artist and i kind of want to pass on like what he used to do so I'm you're gonna still try. an artist anna i haven't painted anything in like 10 years just around. not a practicing artist okay you're always an artist oh isn't that great <laughs> So I'm gonna try. I haven't tried it yet. I want need to. I want to find the right um, knife, mm. obviously. So that's like I have to like go on Amazon reviews and you can try always to have people. Mikey make you one. He makes knives. So oh yeah, that's true. There you go. Yeah. There's there's a joke in there. There about, is somewhere about piling wood into the back of her jeep. <laughs> well, it was kind of funny because like it's a joke at work, obviously, because I'm like super into The Walking Dead and I ride a motorcycle and I have like a bow and arrows and tons of guns and like it's uh -huh. like a joke. Like it's a joke that I'm like secretly one of those. Um, what do you call it? Like doomsday preppers. preppers. Yeah. So it was funny because me and Kenny, the guy with all the wood, who's like 65. And he and I were like carrying these bundles of wood to my Jeep. So everybody at work is like, what are they up to? Like, they're building a fortress. They were like, you guys are really going to be ready for this, aren't you? And I'm like, dude, totally. I'm like, we've Absolutely. got this. Like, we're on it. So it was kind of funny. I'm like, people, you know, they talk weird when a 32 year old and a 65 year old start like hanging out with like wood tools <laughs> and like materials. It's like, what are they doing? But yeah, so that's it. Paulo. Oh, me? Okay. <laughs> so um, this last weekend uh, was uh, Comedy Central filmed The Roast of Justin Bieber. Now, I don't want you guys to look at me funny because I don't give a shit about Justin Bieber. Right. What I do give a shit about are the jokes that came out of this. So as you probably know, the jokes on the roasts are written by writers and mm -hmm. you know comedians and they're presented by other comedians and i think they did a pretty good job this year of picking like the biggest asshole comedians in comedy and having them deliver like a lot a lot of really great jokes although um, the, the like i have an issue with this whole set not the fact that just well i have an issue with justin bieber being roasted because it's supposed to be a celebration right. of your career and it's his 21st yeah. fucking birthday yeah i was thinking the same thing he's but not old enough my biggest issue when comedy central do these roasts is like you're geeking out about them. Mm -hmm. I'm freaking out. Like it's not an official freak out of mine, but I freak out a little bit because the jokes are out there and this doesn't air until the 30th. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. They oh, released all these jokes and it hasn't even aired that's yet. That's weird. Like let the comedians have their delivery 
be part of the joke as someone who like yeah. does stand up every now and then when you take the delivery away you're only getting half of the joke now because you don't have the performance yeah. and that sucks it's just weird to, then who's gonna like watch it too right that's yeah. weird that's a strange business model yeah i don't yeah. like that at all like the you can speculate a lot about what this roast is for i mean is it to rehabilitate justin bieber's image is it to give this attention like is it to <laughs> give these comedians attention. like a bigger platform like you know like i mean hannibal burris <laughs> he i think he's kind of said it the best i mean he's like there's he's like uh in the article that i put on the show notes it says like uh they say you roast the ones you love but i don't like you at all man <laughs> i'm just here because it's a really good opportunity for me actually you should be thanking me for participating in this extremely transparent attempt to be more likable in the public eye and I <laughs> see that's just calling it out yeah. straight like he's yeah. just like he's just calling what calling it what it is i mean but I mean, some of the other jokes are pretty good. Hannibal Buress, again, I hate your music more than Bill Cosby hates comedy, <laughs> which I mean, if you've been following the Bill Cosby sort of flow of the case, I mean, he's not doing very well. And, and Burris is the one that outed him, him out. to begin yeah, with. Yeah, totally. yeah. Totally put him on blast and Bill Cosby was like, fuck you. And then Hannibal Buress was like, I don't give a shit. Fuck you too. Um, <laughs> and then people like, oh, Natasha Leggero's one was great. It's like, Selena Gomez had to fuck you. She's literally the least lucky Selena in show business. <laughs> and, if, Holy shit. and if you're aware, because everybody in the studio is aware because we're all of the right age. Selena was a Mexican pop star from the 90s who passed away, unfortunately. Passed her, away, who was murdered. Was murdered in the height By of the her president career. of her fan club. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. that's pretty rough. So <laughs> for Selena Gomez to be in uh, a worse position than that Selena. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I mean, there's just a lot of good ones. I mean, Rob, you're right. The the whole thing about the jokes being released ahead of time is a little sketchy. There was this one unreleased joke that I thought was super fucked See, up. See, if they're going to release stuff, because they'll do this all the time after, and usually that's after the roast, too. They'll release all the jokes. or like cutting or, room floor jokes. Right, right, or Comedy Central doesn't, yeah. but the comedians themselves will kind of put out all the stuff that didn't make it to air yeah. or... Some, and that's great because yeah. those are the really harsh ones. And then this one is really harsh. So uh, Jesse Joyce, he's a, a, I don't think he's up and coming. I think he's an established comedian. Um, he did one. He was one of the head writers for the Justin Bieber roast. And if you've ever heard Jesse Joyce, he's just rough, rugged and raw. He doesn't give a shit. Like he just lays everything out and hopes you laugh at it. So um, the joke that he actually, he actually said it on at midnight on Monday because um, he was a guest he said that he, he wanted to comment on something about Justin Bieber's drunk driving and his newfound love for Jesus. And he said something like, if you keep up the drunk driving, you're going to end up just like Jesus dead in a tree somewhere. And I was like, Oh my God, I feel like part of my soul just went oh, to hell man. for laughing at that. Oh, but it was like, yeah, it's some pretty dark shit, but it's also some pretty hilarious shit because like, I mean, like, you know, it's basically what you want to tell Justin Bieber. <laughs> For mm-hmm. being like such an asshole douchebag over the last right, many right. years, right? And these comedians are getting an opportunity to do it. So more power to them, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my second thing is a couple of YouTube videos that just blew my mind uh, last couple of weeks. Um, the first one is the is an Age of Ultron trailer, except they lip dub it with kids kids voices. <laughs> and um, they do it complete with all the sounds and everything. So every time you see like a plane flying, they're like, woo! And then like, and like something blows up they're like and like this building comes crashing down and they're like 
And then like you see like it's just hilarious. Look it up. Uh, just if you go on YouTube and you look up Age of Ultron Kids Lip Dub, you'll find it. It's it's got like tons of views. And uh the second one is an it's called Ultimate Skyrim. It's from this guy um on YouTube called Video Game Donkey. That's Donkey with a U. So if you go to his uh, site, you look up Ultimate Skyrim. It basically showcases all the ridiculous mods for Skyrim. Yeah, that was freaking oh, nice. funny yeah. as hell. So like, if you're unaware, Skyrim been out for a long time. Lots of modders out there. They've put together just to like you could. You, I don't think you could download all the mods <laughs> no. for Skyrim. There's it's probably ridiculous. no room on your computer. Yeah, for like it all. you you need you'd need like a external server just yeah. to keep some of this going. But he downloaded some of the more ridiculous ones and he kind of edited a video together and like. I thought it was hilarious because the first one is where they edit out the dragons from Skyrim and they put in Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> <laughs> so you get flying locomotives all over the place. And instead of like the dragon's roar or the fuss die, you hear like the choo choo. <laughs> and then like the dragon lands on the tower and then he does this thing and then all these trains come falling from the sky and then like the, the, the popular uh, Randy Savage dragon yep, mod where. Yep the dragons look like Randy Savage and instead of the the dragon roar it's like oh yeah <laughs> I want to see that and, uh, yeah the part of the video that had me was when he started farting the fuss rodon yeah, everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like okay guys I won't do it again <laughs> <Fuss Rodin! laughs> that was hilarious yeah that's like it just showcases the ridiculous level of like ingenuity and time that's been invested into modding this game it's Fucking awesome. It's not even Skyrim anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fucking chaos. Yeah. And the last one, if any of you have been following, I still play Destiny. Um, I've been playing Destiny for a long time now. I have my ups and downs with Destiny, but I finally, <laughs> finally, I've reached 32 and three level 32 and three characters, which is the level cap at this point. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I take a look at that opening screen every time, and I see my three level 32 characters. And I'm like, what am I doing with my life? But <laughs> I've made it, and I've also I also got the gun that I wanted the most in the game. Uh, it's I don't know how the fuck you pronounce it, but I call it the Baller Horn, <laughs> aka the Jelly Horn. Are you jelly that I have my horn? Uh, it's it's again it's a gun in the game. It's super rare. Um, it only drops through a random number generated system. So uh, praise be to RN Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I got the baller horn and uh, I can uh, spend time with my family now. <laughs> so so now that you've capped out all those characters, what's next? I basically wait till the next DLC. and oh. uh, Or I can keep playing and like, you know, just for fun. <laughs> Who does that? Who plays anymore? video games yeah. for fun? I don't know. Fun. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I have a couple friends that are starting to play the game, so I'll just like kind of uh, babysit them through some of the tougher spots and uh, yeah. uh, get all of us up to the level where we can play together. But <laughs> Big Brother Paul, where are we going? <laughs> <laughs> what are we gonna beat up next? <laughs> Basically, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, that's it. All right, Matt. All right. Well, uh, initially, I think in the show notes, I had put it up as uh, people you looked up to when you were younger, living up to expectations. But um, I'd like to kind of just expand that to people you look up to in general, celebrity or whatever. Um, and then you actually meet them and then they live up to it. There's so many people, you know, you guys are talking about uh, Justin Bieber earlier, who has a ton of fans who pretty much everybody thinks is a giant douchebag. Mm -hmm. But um, over the last month or two, um, I've been around a lot of people who I have looked up to in uh, as a, you know when I was younger, when I was in my teens. Um, this is a little more wrestling centric, but um, over the last couple of weeks, 
the Native American WWE legend Tatanka mm-hmm. and um, Kevin Sullivan, who was a, a big heel in the in the seventies and eighties. And I had the uh, the opportunity to spend time around them um, within the last month, and they were both just like awesome, awesome, awesome human beings, and just you know not just not just just like how they would treat a fan like being able to spend time and talk with them and they were just great people. Mm-hmm. It just reinforced like the reason when I was a fan years ago, it makes me go, you know what? It was justified being a fan. Like when you meet people who don't live up, you're like, I've been, I've been spending money on this. Right. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so they were, that was super cool to um, just great people got some, you know, great memories from that. So that was pretty cool. It was a good opportunity. And as much as people say like, don't meet your heroes because you could be let down by them. I mean, of all the people that I've met and gotten autographs from and stuff, I'm sure they're at their best behavior at cons anyway. But still, like, right. of the people I've met that I've looked up to, more often than not, it's a positive experience. Right. Like, like Victor Wooten is a bass player, really world-renowned, phenomenal bass player. And um, I met him, it was probably five years ago now. And not only was he awesome, he was like, oh, you know, you're going to get your wife to take a picture of us now, right? You know, like he's talking because he knew it was a bass player. Mm-hmm. And and he was the one who said, oh, we're going to take a picture before I go, right? And he put his arm around. It was just cool, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. So when people live up to, you know, or exceed your expectations, mm-hmm. it just it's cool because you walk away and it's even a better experience. And you're a bigger fan, too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because you're yeah. a fan now of you're them like, as a human being. Friends. Yeah. <laughs> I got a picture think, to prove I it. I think back way back in his head, he thinks we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, whoa, whoa. And they're like, I don't remember you. Right. Who are you? Um, the other one, uh, wrestling centric, uh, is Sasha Banks. We talked about last time I was here about NXT, about how that uh, secondary brand for WWE has been doing really well. Mm-hmm. Um, she was recently, uh, she won the NXT Women's Championship a few, about a month or so ago. Um, I've known her since, pretty much since she got in the business, maybe. A month or two after, I was involved in running one of the first shows she ever wrestled on uh, when she wrestled as Mercedes KV. And it's just to see this this girl who started off as just this really respectful young talent trained by, you know, great people going up onto a national stage. And now she's just on the cusp of pretty soon we'll be debuting on the main roster. She's doing house shows and getting rave reviews. Just a good person who is, you know, had a dream and is actually living it to the point where she will sooner or later be one of those local people who end up probably in WrestleMania or whatever. She's already actually last year, she was involved in the, uh, in Triple H's entrance to the ring. Oh, she yeah. was one of the girls, like uh, the, the handmaidens when he came up as King of Kings. Uh, but it's just really cool. She's a great person, comes from a really good family, like nice people in her family. And to see her succeed is awesome. That never stops being surreal. Like seeing people that we train with and perform with and stuff on that bigger stage. Exactly. And we brought it up many times on the show too, but it, it never stops being kind of surreal. And she's one who never had that ego. Like even, even, like when she got signed and you knew she was going to leave, she was just always cool, super down to earth. Um, so really psyched about that. Um, my band long shot voodoo was actually nominated for best Americana act. Hey, uh, Teeth magazine. Um, so yeah, if you are listening to this and you want to help us out, it's uh motif, Um, they have, there's a link there for their motif music awards and definitely vote for long shot voodoo as best Americana act. It's the first real, I mean, we've had some press along the way, but this is one of the first real sort of critical accolades that we've gotten. So that's, that's really pretty cool. cool. Uh, and last more of a geek out, uh, geek based geek out is uh better call Saul. Mm. Um, I'm, I've been watching every week and it's just, it's a great show. I was a big fan of breaking bad and Bob Odekirk is awesome. It's just been 
so far it's it's been a fun ride i'm enjoying it and I'm hoping that it continues to be high quality i wasn't thinking it was going to be bad just coming from the show creators of, of breaking bad mm-hmm. uh but it's been good it's a dark comedy there's some drama to it um and it's fun watching how you know jimmy uh Jimmy Hillman is uh, now turning into how he's heading towards being Saul Goodman. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's pretty cool. It, it's a good show so far. Would someone need to be familiar with Breaking Bad to enjoy Better Call Saul? You'd have to be familiar with the character of Saul Goodman to know where that journey is going. Um, but you don't really need to know too much about Breaking Bad. I mean, the only things in Better Call Saul that are featured from Breaking Bad are uh, the character of Saul Goodman. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mike Ermintrop, yeah. who is uh, the kind of the enforcer from Breaking Bad. Um, you don't really need to know who he is. You just need to know that he's a tough guy that has a working relationship with Saul Goodman. Okay. Otherwise, you can watch it, and it's basically it's an, it's 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 its own standing show. It just has a carryover audience. Those right? are almost like Easter eggs. I almost yeah. feel like like when they bring certain characters up that have been, right. and they may have been in one or two episodes of Breaking Bad. If you were really into Breaking Bad. It's, oh, I remember him. Yeah. So it's like a little nod to you. So mm. you could watch a standalone, but I think the relationship, knowing where uh, Mike and, and and Saul's relationship ends up, seeing where it starts is, is knowing where it goes is, is right. important. But I, I certainly think you could watch without seeing it and, and get the gist within a week or two. Okay. Yeah. It's like the metaphorical frosting on the cake. Like, you know who these characters are. Like the, what's that drug dealer's name? The... Was it Cholo? Was that Cholo? It? Yeah, um, like you know, like you know who he is because you watched Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. or you know, if you you were a fan of Breaking Bad, you know who he is. But you know, watching him in the show, he's just another character. I mean, you kind of get a, you get like a little bonus if you know where he's mm-hmm. from. But I mean, otherwise, but you see him living in his grandma's. Oh, you you disrespected yeah. my abuelita. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's like similar to what Volpe and I were talking about last time. With like, he didn't want to read the Walking Dead comics. Mm-hmm. But it's like you said, it's like the little aha moments. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you don't need it, but like it might make you geek out a little more. Like, yeah. Although I, I kind of want to be that guy that watches them the other way around. Like, because I know Better Call Saul is a prequel. Mm-hmm. So if I'm watching it in chronological order, I should watch Better Call Saul first and then watch Breaking Bad after that ends. Right. But I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know how the expectations would work. Like how that would fuck with... Breaking Bad's quality. Like, I don't know if you went into Breaking Bad with the expectations that Better Call Saul maybe, you know, uh, builds. Then mm-hmm. I don't know how that would affect your experience. But, I mean, yeah. I don't, That's I don't why know. I'm going to be the guy that finds out. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck you, Breaking Bad. Better Call Saul. And everybody's going to be like, what? That's right. Yeah. I'm going to be a Better Call Saul guy. That was like, fuck that Breaking Bad shit. Yeah, like, fuck Walter That wasn't that good at all. Yeah. The only thing that takes me out of Better Call Saul, though, is like every time he does something like as an attorney like it takes me out of it because i'm like breaking it down in my head and i'm like he would have been uh, disbarred like three times this episode. <laughs> like, like it's the only thing that takes me out of it that's yeah like, that's like doctors can't watch doctor shows because they're like ah oh. yeah that's why i fucking hate law and order because like law and order is basically just like i mean they do their best to try and make it as realistic as possible but like at least in court, like, you know, whenever they have the prosecution or the defense makes a motion, you're like, but I would have done something differently. And then it takes you out of the episode and you're like, uh, fuck it. You start watching something else. That happens to me when I watch like Batman movies and cartoons and stuff. I'm like, well, I would have done this. Not when I was Batman, <laughs> I, um... As Batman. <laughs> I totally understand. As the one true Batman. <laughs> 
Um, okay, so the first thing I'm geeking out over is this is kind of a small one. Uh, I had mentioned that I recently came back from Delaware. No, I did not do another Delaware show this time. We actually recorded some stuff for the other podcast this time around. Uh, but on the way back, I stopped at a uh, rest station to fill up the tank and everything. And it's the first time I saw a Tesla charging station at a gas station. I was like, yes, wave of the future right there. That's awesome. And there was a car in it, like charging up and everything. I just thought that was badass. That's pretty interesting. Like, I haven't seen one of them. It's yet. only like one thing, but. What state was it in? I think it was actually the, uh, I could be wrong because I stopped like twice, but I'm thinking it was the Charlton Mass rest stop. Oh, like yeah, off yeah. the pike. There's one there. Yeah. Yeah. Because we, we always stop there when we come oh, back okay. from Philly. And yeah, there's one there. Yeah. Yeah, and it's in Massachusetts. Very cool. <laughs> Go us. There's one in the Wellesley Whole Foods, too. Oh, I sound like such a douchebag. <laughs> um, At least you recognized it. It's because I have to buy my son organic shit because he's agree- and he's allergic to so much stuff. But yeah. Um, yeah, they have a charging station. It's not a, it's not a Tesla branded station, but it's an electric charging station yeah, yeah. for cars. But then I've seen like gas powered cars parked in that space. I'm like, oh. <laughs> fucking asshole (laughs) (laughs) like what if somebody with like a nissan leaf needs desperately needs a charge and you're parked in a spot yeah you know it's like really weird though because especially i think our generation more than a lot of others we've seen such an insane burst of technology Mm -hmm. i mean ridiculous like when when i was little there was no internet yeah and now there's you know the internet is all that there is it's life you know and it's it's weird because i have two um antique cars so I like literally, I'm like, am I going to be able to get gas mm. in 30 years? Like, am I going to be like, what's going to happen to like antique cars? Either that or you'll be able to replace the engines with something. Yeah, but people who like, I mean, I'm not that crazy about it. I like the the body and the drive of it more than like the motor. Sure. But like people who are really into antique cars, like wouldn't trade out the motor. They yeah. keep it vintage like, and authentic. Yeah, right? but yeah. I'm like, I wonder like, is gas going to be like exclusive and crazy expensive? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that people are only going to have an anti. It's like an odd thing. It's going to be the people same people. still have Model T Fords out there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You know, so it's just an interesting, like a subculture is sort of going to fall apart because it's going to become really hard to collect cars. It's going to be the same people going, oh, well, where do I play this cassette tape until mm-hmm. that technology comes back around? Like, Yeah, well, but you can keep a, like, you it's still the same like plug that goes into the wall. You can, but you know all that I mean? stuff like, kind of just like falls away. And yeah, and it but comes I'm saying when, when it comes to the cars, it's really like I feel like it's a bigger deal. Because yeah. like I said, you can plug in a record player, you can plug in a tape player. Like the electricity has stayed the same, like the basic technology, mm-hmm. like that kind of. But now we're talking about changing an energy source. Yeah. Right. Like that's a huge difference. Those that are really into their retro cars will be the ones that develop the alternative combustible fuel. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah it's going to be something crazy, but it's just weird to think about because I'm like. I don't think you're going to have to worry about gas going away, at least in our lifetime, because the oil lobby in D.C. is just fucking ridiculous. They, they have so much money. I agree with and you. And then you have like the but then you have from the other side, you have like the tech industry pushing like, you know, the technology, the development of technology in cars. Right. And, pushing, and society and so like, is going to be the one that pushes it. So as much as I agree with you about the oil people, it's like it's going to be the kids with their cell phones and, yeah. you know, that are like using iPads when they're three years old that are going to demand this thing. And yeah. at the end of the day, the consumer is is. What well, yeah, when about. I'm driving my iCar I by using the app on my iPhone. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Be, yeah. I totally. mean, that's that's what it is. It's going to end up being the consumer that really dictates 
I think the biggest problem for like the oil industry, at least as far as the automotive industry goes, is when you have people like um, Elon Musk who are releasing their trademarks and patents for the battery operated system in their Teslas. Like they just opened it up. They were like, fuck it. Everybody build an electric car. Here's the plans. All you have to do is put a shell around yeah, it. Yeah, it's amazing. And put a drivetrain together for it. Like they basically, they released the energy source free of trademark and patent. So anybody with, uh, obviously with the funds uh, to do so can build their own electric car. So, I mean, that raises the question, well, why do we still need gas? So it's like, yeah. Yeah. Again, it's going to, and it is going to be the consumer because the electric companies are going to find ways to make electricity more expensive, which they already did this winter because it all went up like 30%. So it's going to be like, we think we're getting electric cars to save money on gas and electricity is going to be insanely expensive. Exactly. (laughs) I think that's because, isn't that because Eversource kind of conglomerated all the new Yeah, that's because blah, 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 corporate bullshit, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) That's why. That's why. That's the reason. Basically. Yeah. Well, that geek got one in a direction I did not expect. <laughs> I was like, hey, guys, I saw a charging station. <laughs> I thought that would be like a one-minute thing. It's off. Like, good for you guys. This is what happens when there's four people know, in the room. Right? This is going to be like a three-hour show. So many points of view. Uh, my next geek is The Flash. Is anyone up to date? Yeah. Yeah, that show is awesome. Okay. Uh, last episode, huge fucking reveals, even though they kind of backtracked on them by the end of the episode. I'm not going to go into crazy spoilers or anything, but... Uh, they they did. They, there are a lot of time travel elements as a part of the Flash now because that's frankly just a part of the character. So they have to get into that stuff. But they they made some huge reveals to the audience that they ended up backtracking on for the character's knowledge within the episode. So they'll still get to discover this stuff. There was some big stuff. I was like, I did not see that happening at all. And then by the end of the episode, you're like, oh, well, it didn't actually maybe not happen yet. Or it did, and then it didn't, and then, but now we know, and we can't unknow, because they showed us behind the curtain, <laughs> and then closed it again real quick, so, but it's it's awesome. It's so good right now. Dancing it's, around spoilers. Yes, I know, right? <laughs> uh, the Flash is one of those shows that I look forward to, like, every single week. I'm like, oh my god, I gotta watch The Flash. Like, it's, it's up there. It's so good right now. And I still can't wait for Grodd to really come out and do his thing that was probably my biggest mark out moment in the whole season is yes. when they just had that one teaser yep. where they're in the sewer and even the earlier they showed that there was an empty cage and the name was grod that was in that the was, pilot yeah that was like an easter egg for yep. me but then later on when they actually teased that and oh i flip my wife she watches the show but she's not comic book savvy yeah why, why are you getting excited about this then i had to go into the the 15 minute explanation of grod <laughs> it's the same reason that it's exciting to see rocket raccoon in live action on the big screen yes, we're gonna see a, a psychic gorilla <laughs> on a tv show come on on now. the cw yes yeah. it's so great it's so exciting um, and the last thing I'm geeking out about is something that you guys were just exposed to, and that is Max Landis's short film, Wrestling Isn't Wrestling, which is about a 24, 25-ish minute look at the world of professional wrestling. Max Landis is a huge fan of pro wrestling. He tweets about Raw and stuff all the time. Uh, he's also the son of John Landis and a filmmaker in his own right. He wrote Chronicle. He's written several other things and has a lot of other things in production. I'm a huge fan of this man's brain and the way that it works. He's a fantastic storyteller. You can hear it in the video itself that just the way he speaks and the way that he uh, structures a story is so good. And if you go back to his Nerdist podcast episode, he tells a story in that, too, about a movie that he had proposed or pitched or something. And it's it's riveting just to hear him tell those stories. He's so good at it. But absolutely check out this video. It's on YouTube. 
The YouTube channel is up to my knees, which is also his uh, Twitter handle. But the video is uh, it features a whole bunch of like gender bent wrestlers. So he got like girls to play guys and guys to play girls. He did admit that the McMahons were not gender bent in the video because they are not wrestlers in his mind. They are the corporate people who occasionally jump in the ring. They're not actual wrestlers. So that makes sense. The stories are told about the characters who evolve and change over decades. He focuses this one specifically on Triple H and the story that that character has taken over 20 minutes. And uh, we said, too, after watching it, how it was such a good story about storytelling. Mm -hmm. And even though he's just talking about pro wrestling, the not twist per se, but the overarching message that comes up at the end of the film is a great way to kind of tie why wrestling is so great and why at least so many of the people in this room had a passion for it for so long uh, that it really is an amazing storytelling platform when used properly. And he admits that he's like, when stuff is okay, it's okay. But when it's great, it's really fucking mm -hmm. great. And it, that's the way wrestling is. And that's why you tune in week to week because when those great moments happen, you actually want to see them. And all those build up of the not so great moments do matter in the the great stuff that does come. And we mentioned too that there really hadn't been a response from WWE about the video for maybe a few different reasons. Um, Max was very excited the other day when he tweeted a picture that Stephanie McMahon had followed his Twitter account. Nice. <laughs> and uh, just this morning, before we started recording, I saw that Triple H tweeted out the following. He said, two words, Max. That's awesome. Up to my knees gets it. And Max Landis is like head explosion. <laughs> like, the coolest thing ever. So if you haven't watched that, if you're a fan of wrestling, absolutely check it out. If you're not a fan of wrestling, you might understand why people are. Yeah, totally. I think if you're a fan of storytelling, that video is going to be yes. perfect. Yes. I think it definitely explains what it is because there are like it's the the movie started right off with they're like the first thing that you hear from people when you say you watch wrestling is wrestling is you know wrestling isn't real right? right right and it's like yeah we're not fucking retarded yeah like we watch it because it's entertainment it's good entertainment you know it's a story like you and said it justifies and it, that it's even more real than most stuff because it's it live is. it is daredevil stunts yeah every week i mean that aside but like it's pretty insulting when people legitimately look at you like you know it's fake like, right. Oh shit! You mean there isn't an actual World Wrestling Championship belt? <laughs> right. Like, obviously, yeah. I'm yeah. 33 years old. Yeah, they <laughs> dropped that yourself. whole facade years yeah, ago. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, "Well, why do you watch stuff that's fake?" I'm like, "Everything do you, watch you watch, anything." Yeah. <laughs> um, Law and Order, like we yeah. were just saying, anything. like everything, anything, and everything. It's called fiction. And reality TV is the new WWE. Oh, it is oh, so because bad. People, None of that's freaking real. People seem to think that that's real for some reason. I don't. Yeah. I don't know why. No. And, you know, in the first three minutes, he drops that one line. I, again, I'd rather people see it. I want, won't kind of allude to what he says, but because uh, you got to hear how he he frames it in there. But he makes a, a, a realization about what wrestling is mm -hmm. that is so spot on. Uh, you know, it came up and you and I both were just right. Like, You'd seen it. I had. Right, right. And it's like, oh, my God, that's totally what it is. Yeah. That maybe if you're one of those people who's just like wrestling, duh, at, at the very least, you'll kind of get an idea of, oh, OK, maybe that makes a little more sense for what it is. Is, but it was such an insightful comment that was like the rest of I was already like, all right, he totally gets it. I bought into it at that point. Yes. And then the rest of it was just, you know, entertainment. But it's like this is coming from somebody who is making this from an insightful position, not a position that's poking fun or, or, or it's not satire. Right. It really is. It comes across satirical, but it really isn't. There's a lot of passion behind it's, you know, the stuff in the middle, all the comedy 
really does wrap up at the end and it, it's wow it, it wraps yeah. up with a great message which mm-hmm. was pretty awesome yeah totally agree so again check that out if you haven't i'll post it in the show notes at thegeekgeneration.com as well hey amazon users if you'd like to help support the show please go to thegeekgeneration.com slash amazon which will bring you right to the amazon homepage. if you make a purchase after using this link you've helped the show by earning us a commission and it won't cost you any extra money Please use this link for all your future Amazon shopping. That's thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. Hey everybody, this is John Barrowman, and you are listening to The Geek Generation. Go Geeks! Let's do freakouts. Oh, freakout! Anna? I don't like my job. <laughs> no, um, really? <laughs> I actually like was thinking about it, and I uh, haven't had a week off. I haven't had five days in a row off since September of 2013. Ooh. <laughs> so I'm like really burnt out. Just like really insanely burnt out. Yeah. And it's just like I can't take it. And I, it, but like, I really can't quit either. Like, I've talked to a lot of people that are like, oh, just quit. Like, you only live once. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> no, I have a mortgage. Like, I can't do that. All the more reason for people to go to thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. <laughs> and, uh, but go fund me. Yeah. Cause, cause if you fund us, yeah, I can hire other people. And yeah. yeah. So it's hard. I gotta just, I mean, I'm my, like, I have like short term goal. I'm like, get out of as much debt as possible long-term goal, like figure out exactly what I want to do. Because that's the other thing too, is I could probably quit, live off of my savings for a few weeks and get another job, but I don't want to just get another job. Like I need to make sure that the next job I get is going to be like a long-term secure kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. if I could just like throw my arms up and go like, fuck this place and like, you know, but that's pretty irresponsible. But like should, office space. Like, just yeah, that. just like fucking burn the plate. No, I'm sorry. I didn't say that. That didn't happen. Yes. Um, <laughs> I believe I believe, I believe, I believe you took my stapler. But I think that uh, also very, very short term, like uh, just the kind of realization of like how long it's been since I've had a vacation. I'm like, I just need to not go to work for a while. Like, yeah. I just need to not go to work. Now, is this I because think that that would help. Like, is this because your boss won't let you? Or? No, it's not. It's the way they do vacation time is really strange. And it's actually going to change. It changed this year and my anniversary is in July. So July, it's going to be different. But um, previous years, instead of getting paid the week that you're gone, like I get three weeks paid vacation. So instead of being paid the week that you're gone, you get four paychecks on your anniversary Hmm. and you have to keep that money and responsibly say this is for my vacation that's weird which i'm like yeah i just like pay off my car insurance with it like i don't keep it like i don't you know what i mean like i pay my credit card with it like i don't how do you just like hand someone a giant wad of cash and be like here you go but don't spend it like Come on. That would happen you know, to me when the school would pay me lump sum for the summer. Yeah. And they're like, like, here's everything you'd make over the next two and a half yeah, months. Yeah, you're like, huh? What? I mean, I could do it if I had more money to begin with. Like, I'm not bad at saving money. But when, you know, your cat gets deathly ill and has to go to the right. hospital, like vacation money gets spent. Right. So it's not that they won't let me take time off, but it's that if I'll be in real financial straits if I do. Mm. So I, at this point, really can't take any time off until July. But like I said, it changed for 2015. So starting 
at my anniversary, I will be able to get paid the week I'm gone. So next year I will take three vacations. So that'll be nice. That's weird. I haven't like that's. I've never heard of it before in my life. That's crazy. Yeah. I've never like I've never heard of that. No, it's ridiculous. I've I've had clients who came in with employment related issues and like all like the first things some of the first things that we go over you know have you been paid for you know your vacation time or your your your, uh the 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 time that you would have earned but you didn't take off like especially when somebody's terminated and like that's terminated sorry (laughs) i I do that a lot too (laughs) (laughs) you've been terminated it just goes in my head like as soon as someone says anything with terminate and (laughs) terminate you've been terminated now you need representation <laughs> but yeah, like that's that's weird. Like, it's very I mean, weird. I think that's maybe the first time I've heard that. Yeah, I've never. I mean, I've had a few jobs, and I've, that's never been the way it is. But it's just like after the long, crappy winter we've had, and I've worked there for nine years, and I haven't had a vacation since 2013. So I'm like, just gonna. I'm like. I'm going to flip out one day. Like, it's going to be really bad. Like, I'm going to get a bad customer on the phone and, mm-hmm. like, they're going to say something bad to me and, like, you know, I'm going to elbow them in the face like I did with poor Rob once. So Aww. it's just going to, like, it's one of those things. It's like, I'm pretty patient, but, like, I hold a lot in. Yeah. And then, like, kaboom. <laughs> and, like, because it's been so long since I've had five days in a row off, I'm, like, very close to kaboom. Like, it's just bad. It's, it's so gonna bad. It's going to be so bad. She's going to elbow somebody <laughs> through the phone. Holy shit. <laughs> Seriously. No, some coworkers are going to like walk through my office and just get like knocked against a wall and be like, what did I do? And you're like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This wormhole is going to open up at her desk and her yeah. elbows are going to go <laughs> in. And the guy on the other end of the phone is going to be like, and I, oh. Grown <laughs> bows. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. Not good. So they're doing the Ghostbusters now as a mm. cinematic universe. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, oh, everybody's pissed off. We're doing an all girls Ghostbusters, well, it's too late to stop that project, so we'll just like put a band aid on it by doing an all boys cast Ghostbusters in the same universe, and then everybody will be happy. They could not have handled this more poorly. It's ridiculous. And I was saying to one of my coworkers, who's like a really big Ghostbusters fan, I'm like, I'm also very tired, it's gonna sound weird, but of handsome people. Sick of it. Like, I'm over it. That's why, like, the CW pisses me off. Like, <laughs> That's why I didn't watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm like, they're all too fucking pretty. Well, it's Anna, not relatable. It's I'm just going to get up and leave this room, man. <laughs> Rob, you're, you're too damn beautiful. Put get your cowl on. Put your cowl on. <laughs> but seriously, like, that's why I couldn't get into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because I'm like, they're all 20 and gorgeous. Like, it's not relatable. It's yeah. not. Dan Aykroyd, not a handsome man. No offense. Hilarious. I love him to death. But he's not attractive. Like, Bill Murray, not handsome. Like, why don't we get somebody that's like middle-aged or older if you want to have Channing Tatum in there, that's fine. He's really funny. And and so is Chris Pratt. They're both really funny, and mm. I like them a lot. But can we get, like, an ugly old dude in there, too? Have like, they talked about Chris Pratt for the yes. movie? Oh. Yeah, it's he those, was speculated. Those two are named. But, like, throw, like, fucking Jim Gaffigan in there or something. Uh, you know oh, what I mean? Like, yes. You know that'd what I mean? Awesome. Like, we need – it doesn't have to be, like – That'd I mean, be so good. And, and, like I said, both of those guys are really funny and really talented. But it's exhausting – to constantly yeah. watch a track like we're so Hollywood now. Let's just in the get society four comedians. Look at any mm-hmm. funny movie from the eighties. They are not based on their their looks. Right, That's not right. why they're in those films. And it's like in television now, and I mean even The Walking Dead, they're all beautiful. Like it's just I'm just tired of it. It's not realistic. It's not relatable, and it it angers me. You know, it's not. 
it takes me out of it basically. Yeah. I'm like, oh, we're in Hollywood. These people were cast, and that woman has perfect boobs. Right, like, I'm right. just not interested. I can fix the casting for you, not for Channing Tatum, but for Chris Pratt. I can fix the Chris Pratt issue. We get fat Chris Pratt. Yeah, back. get get yeah, get original. We, we get him. Uh, we get him to Burger yeah. King, McDonald's. His just, wife likes him fat, yeah. so she can totally help with that. Marvel did, will not tolerate no. such insubordination. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, he's he's a big fan of Top Chef, so you know, if we can maybe get him in a Top Chef studio for like a season <laughs> straight and just have him eating like butter, cream, bread, like Letting everything. His Epic mealtime featuring Chris. Getting Pratt. that, getting that neck week. beard back. Yeah, and yeah. you know. Like, like and then he'll and then just he'll just lose it all just in time for Guardians too. <laughs> you know, we don't die. I, I just feel like we didn't need two Ghostbuster reboots. What we needed was Max Landis's Ghostbusters three. Yeah, which you that was what you alluded to earlier. He had talked about another movie treatment, and it was his opening for the Ghostbusters three, which blew my mind. Yeah, and I'm sure if you look, if you Google that, you can find it. It was awesome. You can look at pretty much any Max Landis treatment, and it will blow your mind. Yeah, because they're so friggin' good. And even uh, I don't know if you guys read like Paul Feig's like retaliation comments. Like he thinks that people don't want to watch his movies because they're sexist. And like, he's like, I don't know what the problem is. And then I'll, you know, instead of like saying, oh, I'm hearing you fans, like, it'll be okay. Like, I'm going to make a good movie. Mm-hmm. His retaliation was just like, oh, well, fuck you guys. You're just fucking sexist assholes. Like, so even his retaliation just makes you have no faith in the film or that he gives a shit about the fans at all. Well, clearly he they doesn't. don't even have Nobody faith does. In yeah. Nobody does. And like, if you look at any of the comments, because like Nerdist is pushing it and like a lot of other, you know, social media outlets mm-hmm. are pushing that like this is going to be a good movie. Mm-hmm. And like all the fan comments underneath it are like, no, screw you guys. Nobody wants to watch this. It's right. going to bomb and they're going to try to like, you know, cast and tape it up by doing another one on top of that. And it's just going to be like, what the hell? Like, and even Ghostbusters, like a third one with Dan Aykroyd, like I wasn't really interested in because honestly, like we just don't need it. Yeah. Like we, you know, people didn't like the Ghostbusters because of the proton packs. Mm -hmm. They didn't like the Ghostbusters because of Slimer. That stuff was cool and it looked great on lunchboxes. Mm -hmm. But those four men are why we loved Ghostbusters. And you're not going to be able to replicate that. So why try? Like putting these women and Chris Pratt in that jumpsuit it's which not again, Ghostbusters. Which begs the question, and we talked about this, I hate to bring this up, but we talked about this when Twilight came out, in the sense that why even call them vampires when you've strayed so far away from what a vampire is? Now you're just using the word so people will latch onto it. It's right. the same idea. Right. Why even call these Ghostbusters? You can do another parent like they're Ghost talking hunting. about they're talking about parodying like the the ghost hunting shows you see on TV now as like a Ghostbusters movie idea. Why not just do that and just do that? Call it something. Why else. throw the word Ghostbusters on it except just to use a familiar brand to make right. more money because right. that's the attempt. It's going to have nothing to do with Ghostbusters. No, and like you said, I think originally when this news first came out, you were like it is a gimmick. Yes. And that is insulting. Yes. You know, it's insulting. You think you can tape that name onto anything and we'll buy it? No. Right. No, especially not real fans. Right. And which most people are because it's the best movie ever. <laughs> so it's just ups- it's just so upsetting. And no, it's not going to, you know, like ruin my childhood because I'm still going to love the original Ghostbusters. Right. But it's just irritating that people it's insulting is what it, it is. is. That's a good word for it. Yeah. Is I'm insulted that they think I'm going to buy into that. Yes. At the very least, they could have just stuck to their guns and been like, listen, I know you guys don't like it yet. 
But That's we're what I'm to, saying. Instead Paul of like, fucked it up by being like, no, like, oh, screw you guys. Like, let's band-aid this with Channing Tatum. Yeah. Oh, he's hot, right? Yeah, right. Oh, and, then, and then we'll get the Star-Lord guy, and he'll be nice, and then we'll get this other guy. It's like, no, just, you know. It's this, not dudes versus chicks. That's right. not the problem. Which is what That's they're making not, it into. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I'm just sad because I'm going to have to watch it. And God forbid if the boy one does better than the girl one. Oh, that is going to just be Lord. like yep. the most ridiculous social explosion nonsense ever. I can see the article on the Mary Sue right now. Oh, my God. It's going to be ridiculous. Hollow, oh. uh, save us. We can't. We got to start doing the freakouts first, man. Like, this is like does not go in a good direction. Well, then people will tune out right away. <laughs> You made it this far. Just hang on, guys. <laughs> Stay with us. So my freakouts are not necessarily relatable. <laughs> uh, they're just personal. Um, so I got a. I got into a car accident. A uh, tractor trailer backed up into me and then took off. Like I followed him for like like half a mile, and then I got stopped at a red light, and he just blew right through it. Yeah. So if you're a tractor trailer that drives a uh, a truck with a uh, New Brunswick, I think it's Canada. Uh, license plate go fuck yourself <laughs> this is my platform for that i have to pay my fucking deductible you asshole oh okay someone's gonna hear it this is gonna be a thing yeah <laughs> state police don't want to investigate it but fuck you he didn't write down the license plate number you could broadcast that uh zero x y five three nine i have a picture and i i know it i just i mean I don't think <laughs> we it's... will put it on the geek generation <laughs> we will page. find you because tweet retweet yeah um, and I have a distinct feeling that this is not the type of guy that knows what Twitter is or what tweet yeah. or retweet is. What so that'd Twitter? be even funnier when yeah. he gets arrested. They're yeah. like, we totally the found you on yeah. the interwebs. Yeah. But he's from Canada, don't you know? Yeah. 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 And the second one is just unsolicited parenting advice. Um, I get it all the time. I mean, you know, you're in public with your kid. Like oh, I've just, been meaning to tell you about Whole Foods. Yeah, go fuck yourself. The allergies, you know, maybe it's... You know that, that your child being allergic to things is actually your fault because exactly. you didn't introduce all that and while you were still in the womb yeah. and it's completely your fault. <laughs> so, I mean, you get it a lot. You just go out in the public and, like, you know, people, other parents are like... Uh, like, the, their intentions might be as, you know, good as gold, but the fact of the matter that they don't know you and they don't know what what you've been through thus far you know they don't know what process you've gone through what research you've done but you know they 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 feel the need to share information or you know that article i saw on this and that or blah 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 or that email chain that i got added on to it's like no thank you <laughs> i read but, it online because that's the most accurate form of information if you actually only feed them peanuts peanuts exclusively <laughs> yeah. then they won't be allergic to anything did yeah. you know that yeah. did you know that and like everybody cites like double blind studies or just fucking some research study that was done in Switzerland five years ago, or it's just constant, just a barrage of information. Like for example, I was at a, like a children's kind of toy and supply store. I don't want to plug the store cause I don't like them very much, but um, <laughs> I was at the store and I was picking up a list of things that my wife had given me to get. And I was taking things off the shelf and you know, some of them were the snacks. And then there's this like, group of these four like clearly like housewife moms that were just kind of standing in the corner and like you know chatting chatting each other up and blah blah, blah. and like uh i pick this one snack up off the shelf you know because i know my son likes this one and we've done the research it's fine you know he can eat it and it's or safe and organic or whatever and then one of the i hear out of the corner of my ear like one of the moms is like 
Oh, I, I wouldn't give my son that. That's just full of dyes and artificial <laughs> crap. And That's like, why he's not your son. was <laughs> <laughs> basically like I just like the rage inside of me was just like. I want to tell this cunt to go fuck herself so <laughs> bad. Like I have no, like I'm probably never going to run into her again. Uh, you know, I it just, it would give me so much satisfaction to just go over there and be like, listen, I've done more research than you probably ever have. So fuck you. But I mean, I just took it and walked away and, you know, went to the car and just fucking like, Screamed for two blocks, <laughs> driving away from the store. Like, what right does this bitch have? Oh, Go man. fuck yourself! Like, just. <laughs> and like, the worst part is, so many of them are probably like so like terrible parents. Yeah. Like in other aspects, like maybe they you know read one article about this one thing and they think that they're amazing, but their kid is still like a shithead. Like their yeah. kid just sucks and is like an absolute like horrific human being. And you're like, yeah, I may have fed my kid this, but like your kid's a horrible human being. Yeah. So. It's it's like it's ridiculous. like no nobody's parenting plan or you know their 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 mentality going into parenting is perfect because if you were perfect i mean we wouldn't need doctors we wouldn't need science you know we just like we would just be able to raise children without the help of anybody else and you'd be fine but the fact of the matter is i mean you know some people know a little bit more than others in certain aspects and you know, we all kind of pick and choose our battles. You know, sometimes, you know, if if uh, little Jimmy gets a gets a popsicle with like artificial dyes and shit, and then oh no, fucking yellow five, who gives a shit? <laughs> like, come on, like there's metal in the macaroni and cheese, people. Okay? I know. <laughs> well, let's face it, we all had that, and I mean, knock on wood, we all turned out okay. They yeah. weren't yelling about. I think there may have been worries about red dye number five when I was mm-hmm. a kid, and that's it. Yeah. But we had all this stuff, and you know, we weren't having all the issues that people are or blaming remem- on all these. Remember things when you had. were a teenager? And then all that research came out about yellow number five. Making yellow your number, dick that's smaller. what I was Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had a friend that just guzzled Mountain Dew and he stopped cold for like a month. He's like, oh my God. Yeah, I was a Mountain Dew hard. I was like, what? It kills your sperm? I'm not looking to have a kid anytime. Yeah, he's like, whatever. Gotta have this my It's just dude. another form of birth control. There you go. Perfect. But yeah, that's it. Okay, Matt West. All right. First one, third world problems here. I don't consume the- Third world problems. Yeah, oh, this, this is a first world problem. Sorry. Okay. Not third, third world problem. <laughs> you know, uh, my kids didn't get their vaccinations. Yeah. They got evil. I couldn't. We have yeah. no toilet. Yeah. The plumbing yeah. is gone. Yeah. First world problems here. Um, <laughs> uh, podcast intros. I, I listen to a lot of uh, podcasts that um, they'll get guests on. They'll do um, interviews and whatnot. Sometimes you have to listen to 15 to 30 minutes of the host stroking their own ego before mm-hmm. they get the guest on. And in some cases, it's informative. But when when you tune into a specific As much podcast, as I love talk is Jericho. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of them. Absolutely. Like the Nerdist, they'll, they'll have their, their two-minute intro. Yep. All right, here we go. Intro, and it's quick. It's the, you know, They're not giving you 15 minutes of hostful. And then you get into the interview. Usually, it's a little setup. Unless there's something they want you to know that was you're not going to see or giving you a heads up about sound. And it's entertaining. And you, yeah. But to hear, you know, another one, and I love Jim Ross podcast, and he has a lot to to talk about, but it's just like, all right, we get it. You know, you, you, you've been in the business for 40 years, and if you listen to every week, it starts to add up. And after a while, it's like, all right, I listen to however many hours of you talking about this mm-hmm. in order to hear a 30-minute interview yeah. with, with mm-hmm. this other guy that I wanted to hear. So just that's just one of those things lately I've, I've been realizing. Luckily, you can fast-forward through them. Thank so God. that's what I often end up doing. That 15-second forward button is a godsend. <laughs> Don't you dare do that to us out there, people listening right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Listen to the whole thing. Um, the uh, 
second freak out is sort of uh, the the bizarro world geek out. Um, I was talking before about people who live up to your expectations or exceed them. Um, then there's people who come off as very cool in social media, TV, whatever, who end up being dicks in person, mm-hmm. um, which unfortunately I think is probably in many cases the the, the rule rather than the exception. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I'm not gonna just because I'm I'm not gonna call people out. It's you know I got a cross section of somebody's personality versus being around them full time. He may be totally cool, but in the probably two days that I was around this one guy who comes off as a champion of the little guy and stuff like that in podcasts. And he's got a fairly innovative uh, uh, podcast. He's been around for a while, just came off as a dick. He was just so like condescending with little things he said. And it was like, you know, you're, you're, you're not a big star. No one other than this niche group of people, people don't know who you are. Right. So to walk around when there are guys in the same room who have made millions on TV or whatever, and they're not acting like an asshole. So that just, you know, that annoyed me. My biggest one, and I left this, actually, it was originally my second freak out. But then when we put our uh, sort of show notes together as to who was, I was surprised that everybody jumped on. I was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> was that um, although there's free agency and a number of players have left the Patriots, um, I'm a big lifelong Pats fan. The fact that Vince Wolfork has left in free agency to the Houston Texans kills me just because he's one of my favorite players. I love the guy. He, you know, other other teams, fans get on him because they consider him a dirty player. He's just been this dominating defensive force mm-hmm. for, for, you know, 10 seasons, 11 years. And I'm going to miss him because he's awesome. I just, everything he does on the field is fantastic. He came back from an injury that should have ended the career of a guy who is over 300 pounds. And he ended up playing a great season, winning a world title. He's bookended his career with the Patriots. His first season, they won the world title. They were world champions. And then they win the Super Bowl in his last season with him. Uh, I will continue to root him on. He's not going to be one of those players who leaves. And because he's playing well on the Texans, I'm going to, oh, the hell with him. Uh, he, he will be one of those players forever. I will follow as long as he's playing. Actually, Tom Brady was really cool and said uh, in a tweet to him, I'm going to miss you. Please take it easy on me when we play in Texas this year. Yeah. So it sucks that he's gone because he he really embodies the New England Patriots. And, mm. you know, he's he'll the, be missed. He's the face of the Patriots in a lot of ways that like Teddy Bruschi was. Yes. And I was really I wasn't happy to see Teddy go, but I was happy to see Teddy retire as a Patriot because mm-hmm. he is. He It's like Tom Brady. like he, It's like those three men are the Patriots and yeah. Belichick, obviously. Vince so will be one of those. Sad. He'll be one of those guys that will, when he's ready to go, they'll re-sign him to a one-day contract so yeah. he'll retire yeah, as a yeah, Patriot. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. And we lost Rob. What? <laughs> where, where, where am I? No, I think like the the thing with Vince Wilfork though is like when you think about it as a business decision, it doesn't make a lot of sense to sign to sign him to a deal that other teams were offering. Right. So like for example, the Texans were offering him a two year deal for like ten million dollars. Like that would have put the Patriots way over the cap considering where they are right now. And also, it's I mean when you think about you don't think about Vince Wilfork as the person because the Vince Wilfork as a person is worth all the money in the world. But Vince Wilfork, the player, when you consider that. A lot of teams nowadays are going to more of like a pass offense as opposed to a rushing offense. That Vince Wolfork has had what would have been a career ending injury for, you know, some other average player, but he's already had one and is still continuing to, you know, go through the twilight of his career. Let's say, I mean, I don't want to be a dick, but let's just, let's, you know, call a spade a spade. He's got maybe like two or three years left in him. Is that worth maxing out the cap and not keeping, 
you know, some of their players. And I will say this, Vince Wolfork's recipe for sticky chicken wings is fucking amazing. <laughs> he published it like five or six years ago, like right after they won or right after they won the AFC championship one of those times. And I made it and it's delicious and it's And you can't take that away from us. You can't take can't. that away from me. You literally can't because I already ate it. <laughs> and I wrote it down and I can make it again. Yeah. But just in general, the Patriots this year, their their offseason strategy just befuddles me. It's like, okay, let's send all of our key players to to conference <laughs> rivals and then let's keep Danny Amendola. <laughs> like when, when when I heard that Danny Amendola had signed for less money, I was like, okay, so you're getting paid what you should have been getting paid two years ago? <laughs> like, I don't like good for you. <laughs> like I used to play Tecmo Super Bowl and <laughs> and I'd use Bo Jackson and I'd just zigzag up and down the field. The zigzag was the move, by the way, <laughs> in that game. I would go to my own end zone and then turn around and run the entire length of the field and score a touchdown. That's my sports knowledge for you. <laughs> I learned I learned like how football worked by the uh, Tiny Toons video game for Super <laughs> Nintendo. Like I, that's how I learned like the downs and stuff. Like that was before I started watching football. So then when I finally started watching football, I'm like, I totally know how this works. Yeah, like, like I totally get this game. Lucky because... Duck taught me all about <laughs> safety. <laughs> exactly. I'm like I know how to play football. Hampton Pig with the Blitz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. To bring things back to wrestling somewhat, this isn't super wrestling related, but it could also be somewhat cosplay related. Uh, I saw on Reddit that there was a group of wrestling fans that went to a WWE show and they all went in costume as like 80s wrestlers like Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan and Jake the Snake Roberts. And they apparently were on TV for a little bit because I saw a screenshot with them actually sitting in the front row like that. Then there was another screenshot later on where they're all wearing current superstar WWE t-shirts and they're completely out of costume because uh, this is all coming from Twitter user at Lawford on Twitter. He recounted the whole thing. Uh, I saw on the R slash squared circle Reddit or subreddit, I should say. Apparently, WWE forced them to change out of their costumes because they were in the front row and gave them oversized t-shirts of people that were on the show in order for their merchandise to be seen more. And that is horrible business practice in yeah. my mind well that's them protecting their brand though i mean but i mean they were dressed up as also past wwe superstars it's not like they're going cross brand or anything on them. if they but were then, wearing a flash costume would they have done that but like, then the question probably not the question becomes like you know how the wwe owns a lot of the like the copyright to the characters that they mm -hmm. put out there i mean do they still own the the, the rights to jake the snake Hulk Hogan. I don't know if something somebody's wearing in a crowd would. It's, it's not a I legal mean, issue for right, sure. Right, exactly, because yeah. they can't control. They can't really, unless it's got like a swear word on right. it, control what people wear. Right, they could. They would blur a sign or something. But the show's also live. Right. right. Well, what the company said there, um, with what the company stance was, was they were really excited to see these these passionate fans, which is you know the 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 PC line to say. But right. what they said is but. when you're on you're on the hard camera side, so you're being. Uh, in the background of every main shot, mm -hmm. um, with things being HD the way they are now, they felt that that could be distracting uh, to the the home viewer from what was in ring, uh, which I think is it's pretty. That's a yeah, bad. Excuse. It is a bad excuse, but I mean that was their reasoning for why they asked them to change. Right. So I'm wondering if somebody was not front row, you know, hard cam, would they have 
ask them to change. I don't think so. I also think that it was pretty slimy to like make them put the other shirts on because most people I think in that situation would have just moved their seats. Yeah. Well, they they, they were given the option. Oh, really? They were given the option to change or have their seats moved. And they're like, no, we paid for front rows. No, but I mean, yeah, but like a nice, like the PC way of doing that would have them switch with like front row, but with other people. Like same, like same quality seats, but different seats off camera. They probably want to be on camera too. Like that's part of the the hard cam. Yeah. Like I, I think those cost more to be. It on was the cool. Hard there cam. was like there was like twelve of them or something. Yeah, ten of them. Yeah, and I mean Big Boss Man, and there were those like the big main eventers. It was then, awesome. Yeah. It was pretty cool. It was a lot of effort, and I thought it was that's the kind of thing you want. You want to show. Absolutely, we have the most fa- passionate fans in sports. And then somebody said, "Yo, what about the NFL when you get the guy in the front row who in sub zero weathers?" Is you know he's got no shirt on. He's right, got the logo, right. the green hair, or whatever. It's the same sort of thing. Is that any more distracting than this? So I, it's I distracting in the sense that you go, "Hey, look at that. That's cool." Now back to the show. Right. Like it's not going to be a show long distraction. Any sign? There are signs that have been way more distracting than just a few people in costumes. <laughs> yeah. That company just has such a, a history of just being dicks. Yeah. Like it's just such a history. Like at this point, you hear a story like that, and you're like. Of course. Of course. <laughs> like, I'm really right. not surprised by that story at all. It sucks, but I'm not surprised by it. Yeah. Uh, my last freak out is just, um, I don't even know if this is really a freak out anymore. <laughs> uh, now that we are doing the other podcast, it's not as big a deal. I, I did have plans of doing a uh, podcast on Batman, the animated series, where we basically recount and talk about every episode uh, through the chronology of the entire animated series, maybe going into Batman Beyond after that and all that stuff. But since I had that idea of like two years ago, I started thinking of that and really wanted to do it. And I just haven't been able to put it together. Uh, there have been other prominent podcasts that have come up talking about Batman, the animated series. And I'm like, well, maybe I just missed the boat on that one. And granted, if we did it, it would be different. And it would be our voices and our opinions and things like that. But at the same time, uh, there's going to be ones. The, the ones that are out there are probably going to be more prominent because they have celebrity guests and things like that and ours would just be kind of this little rinky dink hey kind of like what we're doing now hey (laughs) hey uh but so i don't know it was a little bit of a freak out just more towards myself just being like i had the idea first i should have done it when i thought of it originally and time prevented that but we're still gonna do a second podcast yay Yay. (laughs) silver lining or something now is this gonna is the new podcast gonna be like uh the x-files files files for uh the the indoor where we don't talk about it yeah (laughs) we don't talk about it. it's like the mistress podcast but then like you bring it up every now and again hell no it's gonna be we're in an open (laughs) relationship and she's allowed to come over and join in that's that's what it's baby (laughs) podcast mixing there's plenty of room in the bed for all our podcasts (laughs) sexy that's right it's going to be a sexy show. Mm. It is not going to be a sexy show. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> and tonight we're going to talk about the Muppets. <laughs> and I'm it's going to air on the CW. Mm. <laughs> and Anna's already sick of it. Mm. Dripping chocolate. That freaking eye zombie show looks so bad. <laughs> uh, so bad. And the freakouts continue. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Uh, we had so much more planned for this episode, but we are well over an hour at this point. So we are going to wrap it up for this week. And uh, we're going to save some of that stuff for another show. So as we are wrapping things up, anything you would like to say as a final thought or something you would like to plug, Paulo? Uh, uh, no. Anna? <laughs> Never. Matt West. 
Oh, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Vote for Longshot Voodoo, uh, motifri.com slash music2015. Vote for us. Thank you. That, do that. <laughs> <laughs> You're just piggybacking on someone else's exactly. plug. Exactly. Hey, yeah. I'm the, I'm the podcast hype man. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to say, oh, can you hype man me through the, the ending credits? Okay. Sweet. Let's do this. <laughs> All right. To see everything else we do, head on over to thegeekgeneration.com. Geekgeneration.com! If, yeah. if you use iTunes, please rate the show and write a review. We always appreciate that. iTunes reviews! Do it! Follow us at thegeekgeneration.com slash Tumblr and at Geekgeneration on Twitter. Follow! Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at The Night Angel. The Night Angel. Support the show by going to thegeekgeneration.com slash support. Support, give us money. Send emails to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com. Email. Clickety-clack. Clickety-clack. Typing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and as always, it's a... <laughs> <laughs> As always, the show theme is provided by Machinate Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. Supremacy. We'll be back next week. More stuff for you. We will see you then. Later. Bye. Later. Make it so.